Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. RemyBattery.com. And by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small. Jeff Kelm will join me shortly, and today we'll take a look at efforts to keep northern lakes healthy, get a Lake Michigan fishing report from Dumper Dan, and talk with Huntworth Pro Staffer Bernie Barringer. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. It's time now for our Madison Outdoors report, presented each week between now and gun deer season by Pappas Trading Post, southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located on Highway 14 west of Arena, and you can find them online at pappastradingpost.com. And you hear this feature each and every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and wherever you get your podcasts. I Heart Radio, Lakelink, or other platforms as well. Joining us from the Trading Post is J.C. Chamberlain. Well, J.C., welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to be back. That means hunting season's getting close. Yeah, it's only a couple months away, but uh, gosh, you were in Alaska recently, and you weren't hunting, were you? Uh, I wasn't. Um, the wife and I had a chance to sneak away for uh, about eight days or so, and uh, run up there and do a little fishing and sightseeing for the first time. So it was uh, it was a pretty cool experience, that's for sure. Yeah, where'd you go? Uh, we actually were on the Kenai Peninsula, so we flew into Anchorage and then headed south. Uh-huh. Okay. So, cool. And uh, actually had an opportunity to uh, possibly do a bear hunt, but uh, just timing and stuff, I wasn't going to push that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wondered. I asked Randy if you were hunting. He said, no, he's doing a little fishing and sightseeing. So, And oh. did you uh, fish for halibut or salmon or what? Uh, both actually. I get get the opportunity to go on a couple different um, charters. Um, I was hoping to take the wife out, but she gets seasick pretty easy, so uh, yeah. she told me to go on two, and instead of just doing one for the both of us, and then uh, just quite nice of her. That <laughs> worked then, out, yeah. And then we did. Eh, I wouldn't say a ton of salmon fishing, but we got in probably three days or so of salmon fishing from shore, whether it be um, snagging or what they call flossing up there. So it was it was fun, very different experience, but a uh-huh. lot of fun. Yeah, so. were these uh, reds? Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. When you say flossing, yep. I know exactly what you mean. They they, uh, they typically don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 kind of odd. I mean, it it almost feels that way once you get the hang of it but uh it definitely was a little different experience for me for sure yeah i i fished for reds uh one time when i was up in alaska oh gosh it was more than 30 years ago and we were fly fishing for them with a little uh chenille torpedo uh fly i guess you'd call it maybe chenille's a wrong word but it it had a uh, chartreuse green wrapped body that was um, just kind of shiny like a bug body and we cast it out and stripped it and we we actually hooked them um i don't know whether they ate it or whether they were just swimming around with their mouths open but um the the jury seems to be out on that yep yeah i don't know that we'll ever really truly know the answer to that one will we (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I mean, most of them we caught right in the mouth. So, in my yeah. book, they're they're eating it. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, here because I mean, you're with the flossing, you're running a uh, probably about a uh, half, three quarter ounce um, weight, and then about four feet of line, roughly, onto the basically a streamer um, with a special hook for the area and. It just, that line, as it floats down, it'll just get caught in their mouth. And when you kind of pull it through to cast again, that's when you hook them. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. They're good eating, too. Oh, it's it's phenomenal eating. Like, even if somebody didn't like salmon, I would imagine that if they truly gave it a try, that they would actually like it. Yeah, sockeye is my favorite. It's uh, 
Yep. Yeah, we, uh, we we eat a lot of it as much as we can afford. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, listen, enough about Alaska and salmon, because um, most of us aren't going to be up there this summer, but two months to archery season. What should people be doing now? Uh, right now, especially with the times the way they are, um, now is the time to be as proactive as you can possibly be. Um you know, getting the bow out, whether you plan on shooting it today or not, um, getting it out, getting it in so that we can get it tuned up and get it ready to go. Um, that way, if you did happen to need any parts, um, at this point, we can get pretty much everything or we have pretty much everything here. Um, but as we're going to get closer and closer to the wire, it's going to get much harder to get stuff if we can even get it here at all. Uh-huh. Um just a lot of the companies are really struggling with being able to get stuff out the door. Um, I mean, I know site companies uh, that if we ordered sites today, we will not get them this year. Yeah. So um, it's kind of a what we have on order is, is going to be it. Um, and some of that we might not see until kind of the last minute. Um, but it's just kind of unfortunately the way things are going this year. Yeah. But, now, uh, is that because some of these products come from overseas, the components? Um, I think it's a mix of everything, to be honest. Um, a lot of the companies, from what we hear, the demand is just so high um, that they're having a hard time getting enough material and having a workforce big enough to actually supply it all. Wow. Um because that demand is as high as it's ever been, and everything is as hard to get as it's ever been. <laughs> so we're kind of working on both ends of the spectrum there. But, uh, I mean, everybody's trying their best. And, um, I mean, right now we actually have a pretty good stock of everything um, and we'll have here for the foreseeable future. But, um, you know, that last minute, you know, bow purchase might come with some, some hiccups. Um, you know, you might not be able to get their site that you want. Um, you know, colors in a, in a bow might be an issue. Um, for talking crossbows, it might be an issue to even have or get a model that you want. Um, I know some of the crossbow companies have been struggling to get the newest product out, um, even though they've been kind of advertising and pushing it a little bit. Uh-huh. So if you've got a bow that works or a crossbow that works, maybe get that tuned and be happy with that for this season. Yeah, I mean, if you're wanting that, you know, if you're really wanting the what would be considered the latest and greatest of, you know, certain companies that just may not happen this year. Um, but definitely, I mean, there's plenty of stuff to go around right now. Um, we have pretty good stock on most things, but, you know, just... Being proactive, I guess, is the biggest thing right now. Yeah. So just don't wait till the last minute. Okay. Are you seeing an increase in uh, interest in bow hunting? More hunters? I mean, there there was an increase in everybody doing everything outside last year because, uh, you know, uh, everybody figured that was safer than, you know, than any indoor interaction. Um, um, definitely. I think we're still seeing that, you know, that increase. It may not be quite as much as we did see last year um but definitely i'm still seeing more people getting into it um you know this year and last year and continuing into this year it's actually been really nice um starting to see more spouses get into it um and kids um just even if it's just for the pure shooting aspect of it um that seems to be on the rise again which is really nice to see yeah is uh is your daughter shooting yet? Uh, she is. She's actually been here and there a little bit here lately, but uh, definitely taking more of an interest into it this year, so that's been kind of nice. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, pretty soon she'll be hunting with you. I know she's been in the blind with you hunting, but uh, she hasn't hunted yet, right? She uh, she actually shot her first turkey with a 410 this spring. Oh, wonderful. So she she kind of <laughs> got the bug. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, wasn't... Uh, I don't even know if it was a day after the turkey hunt and she was asking about deer season. So, uh-huh. Uh, okay. Definitely kind of a proud moment there. Yeah, um, wonderful. Well, congratulations. That's great. You you uh you got a new hunter started. That's wonderful. And I you know, with the shooting part of it, especially with the kids, I think it's just one of those things we kinda have to keep it fun. Yep. Like anything. Um 
you know, she really does enjoy doing like the 3D targets and stuff. She actually gets into it pretty good, which I was a little surprised because she's not always the most competitive. But uh, she uh, she kind of took a shining to that, which was was kind of neat to see. All right. Well, great. Well, store hours before we let you go. Uh, so we're open right now, 10 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 9 to 5. All right. Well, JC, thanks so much, and uh, keep that young archer uh, uh, shooting those arrows this uh, this summer, and she may surprise everybody with a nice deer this fall. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Oh. All right. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Look forward to it. All righty. JC Chamberlain with the Madison Outdoors Report from Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission Archery Retailer, located on Highway 14 west of Arena and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. More Outdoors Radio straight ahead. Well, joining me now from Wisconsin Rapids once again is my on-air partner, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, uh, you got through the July 4th holiday okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, we pretty much stuck around home we did do some berry picking though black cap raspberries and uh, a little bit of mulberry picking but the mulberries are about about ripe right now so um we had uh i don't know maybe 10 to 15 percent of the trees were ready to go for picking mulberries and about now we're we're picking plenty and uh black caps really good year for black caps um and i'm hearing that kind of statewide a lot of folks that uh after i had posted um some pictures of the kids picking uh, said, yeah, we just have a ton of them this year. And, you know, those are, they're kind of a cyclical plant, right? So it takes like a two year cycle for these, these plants to actually grow fruit. So at some point, a couple of years ago, must have had perfect growing conditions to, uh, to grow plenty of them to get themselves, uh, ready to flower this season and provide lots of fruit. So, uh, really, really cool to, to do that. And it's neat to have the kids out there. I don't think. They fill much of a bucket. I was going to ask. Tummies, I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I kind of sit there like, man, we've been picking for an hour and a half. How is it that I'm the only one with anything in my bucket? But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, they, they have a lot of fun doing it. And, um, uh, it's something I, I, you know, I really hope that they remember fondly when they get older and, and perhaps carry on in a traditional sense. Yeah. Well, um, when John was little, we would go pick blueberries in the barrens, um, out toward Iron River. In fact, there's an intersection, there's kind of a crossroads out there called Blueberry, and um, you know, you kind of know in the middle of the Barrens um, that that's what you got, and boy, there were years when we would freeze, um, and his mom would freeze uh, berries and then make pies, you know, all uh, all sure. fall and winter. We mm-hmm. froze 100 quarts one year. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of picking. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of picking. But blueberries are are neat in a, in, in a true sense of the word. They, you know, they don't break and they you don't get juice all over you mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the most part. Whereas uh, the black raspberries are, yeah, they're a little juicy, but they're good. They are. Mulberries are way worse. Uh, they, yeah. you know, they're they're so when they're ripe, they're so fragile. Um, you know, you got to be you got to be kind of careful, and you're definitely going to get purple all over everything but uh but yeah. it's delicious you know it's a it's a fun time yeah now have you got mulberry trees right there on your property no we've been going to the farm to do this oh, okay. uh, uh we uh my, my parents have some mulberry trees on their property we could be picking but uh the farm has uh oh i'm discovering more and more every year to be honest i, I think we're up to about nine trees nine mulberry okay. trees female mulberry trees because you have to have a male and female variety uh-huh. Uh, of mulberry trees in order to have uh mulberries so uh we've got uh we've got uh, i think nine female mulberry trees that i'm aware of that we're able to pick from and some are far easier to access than others but um uh it, it's a lot of fun to go there and you know the other thing that i saw that's going to be i think a really bumper crop this year is grapes uh-huh. seem to see a lot of grapes including wild grapes uh, yep. a lot of things a lot of good berries on the grapes not just yep. the vines yeah, absolutely. We have one mulberry tree, so it's a female, <clears throat> or or maybe it's uh, bisexual. I don't know because I don't know of a male around. Uh, and we do get berries not every year. This was a strange blossom year for us, uh, being in a little frost pocket. We had no lilac uh, blossoms at all this year. Uh, elderberries were kind of sparse. They're uh, you know, the blossoms are just about going by now. Uh, Dead Eye picked a bunch of them to dry, and uh, 
some of the rest we're going to let go to berries and, and and those things like hazelnuts boy you got to pick them before the birds get them and they will they will clean them off in uh, in a couple of days you know so a good fruit year that's a good thing well you've got some tournaments coming up yeah i've got uh, the um Minnesota High School State Championship, which is uh, on Lake Waconia, in um, just out uh, just west of the Twin Cities, that's coming up this next week, and then the following week we've got uh, the uh, Bass Pro Cabela's National Team Championship, which says we got uh, two hundred and I think it was seventeen boats registered for that event out on Lake Huron in uh, Asable and Oscoda, Michigan, so little sister towns. Alongside the Asable River and, uh, uh, should be a fun event. You know, obviously crossing my fingers. It's big water. So you're, you're crossing your fingers that weather is, uh, is good. At least being on the, uh, east side of Michigan, uh, if we, you know, the prevailing winds come from the west. So hopefully that, that wind, just like when we're talking about Lake Michigan, uh, on this side, uh, we've, we won't have too much of that wind forecast, uh, messing with us. Out there, but it's going to be a lot of fun. They're going after walleyes there for the uh, NTC. You got a uh, $25,000 check and a $85,000 Ranger boat to be given away. So, going to be a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Dumper Dan's going to talk about wind because it has been an issue. Um, people don't realize. Uh, I, I, I was um, supposed to do a TV charter, oh gosh, probably. 25, 30 years ago now with uh, Jack Remus, who's uh, long uh, deceased. And we met the guests uh, at the the landing in in uh, Milwaukee. And it was, the weather was nice, but the flag was straight out toward the lake. And Jack, and they said, well, we can go. Why can't we go? And Jack pointed to the flag and said, you look at that. And out there, we're going to be looking at six mm-hmm. to eight footers. So we're yeah. not going. They were not happy campers, but... Uh, that's yeah. the way it goes. You got to understand that. Well, um, <clears throat> I've been getting in hay. Uh, not much of anything else around here except, you know, feeding the animals and trying to stay cool. But finally, cooled down this week a little bit, which is nice. Did all the rain come at the right time when it comes to hay for 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 what you guys are picking up? I think so. I think yeah. so. We had uh, in this area. Two, three inches um, twice now, about two weeks apart. And um, earlier this week, uh, Tuesday, <clears throat> we got an inch of rain overnight. So it's good. I, I have enough uh, hay in the paddocks where I keep the sheep to move them around and have them, um, you know, give them something to eat. And the hay that we've got so far that we buy is uh, is excellent. So. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Anyway, well, coming up, we'll talk with Bob Martini about local efforts to keep northern lakes healthy. Bernie Berenger is going to share five things you can do right now to improve your odds of shooting a good buck this fall. And as always, Captain Dan Welch will report on Lake Michigan fishing action off Sheboygan. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888 join RGS. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms makes and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids, big and small, 
we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area. Sponsored by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan. And on the web at DumperDan.com and Facebook, uh, Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters. And this week also sponsored by Rupp's Downtown Steakhouse, 925 North 8th Street in Sheboygan. And joining us from Sheboygan is Captain Dan Welsh, uh, Dumper Dan himself. Well, Dan, how's the fishing? Uh, fishing's been very good, Dan, and uh, glad to be back with you, uh, given our normal annual uh, bi-weekly fishing report. And uh, fishing Sheboygan, Port of Sheboygan's been outstanding. The weather's been warm, um, and it's been a lot of fun. The anglers are, are taking home some nice catches here off uh, my six Dumper Dan boats. Excellent. Well, wind has got to be a problem there. Uh, this past week, it's been uh, kind of windy off and on. It has been, Dan, and it's been a little stressful on, on my end because, um, you know, I, you know, our books are full right now in June and July. We're actually 100% full, um, and we're, we're filling August and September as we speak. So that being said, as many people that are coming to us, I have to monitor this weather seven days a week and, and by the hour, you know, and um, just the last few days we've gotten out in the mornings with our morning trips, um, but by the time we come in, it's a borderline of possibly not getting out in the afternoon. Well, you got to kind of wait it and see what, what the winds do, and, and a couple afternoons we got out, a couple we had to reschedule uh, all the groups, so, you know, i, I got to kind of wait with weather till the last minute to kind of see what it's going to bring and if I can save people a little bit of drive time or a call or two to, to get them to reschedule before they get here I, I do my best to do that but winds are so unpredictable and, and uh, just the other day they were blowing over 30 knots and, and luckily I caught that two three hours ahead of time and informed everybody so it's been breezy it's been warm and it seems like Dan when we get a south wind or a west wind this year you know that's when we get the 85 90 degree beautiful days on shore but if you see the trees are bent over and your hat blows off your head, chances are the lake's kind of rough. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of a good sign uh, yeah. <laughs> as far as that goes. Wow. Well, um, so check with you. Check. Um, I suppose people should call you if they have any question, right? Yeah, just call or, or wait for my call, one of the yeah. two. You know, a lot of our guests, too, are, are staying here two, three days and are lodging with us, so they... You know, them folks, I always tell, you know, come on in because, you know, chances are we'll get the next day in or the day after and then they'll get out fishing at some time on a two or three day package. But these people that are driving in for a one shot deal, you know, locals from either Sheboygan or in the Wisconsin area are the ones that should kind of, you know, give me a call. And them are the ones I try and call and save them some, some road time getting here. For instance, if they're going out at 2 p.m. and I see a when my boats come in at 10 a.m., that it's a no-go for the afternoon, you know, I'll, I'll give them a call. But sometimes you just don't know, and I hate to jump the gun, and all of a sudden, you know, you cancel, and then the winds die down, and the afternoon's beautiful. So I monitor it, and I, I monitor it. So we use Sailflow, um, which a lot of other boaters might want to take note of this, but uh, Sailflow is very accurate, um, and we also use NOAA at the Lighthouse. A lot of people don't know that we do have a live... Uh, a cam and uh, weather information right off our North Pier Lighthouse. So we use marine forecasts over land forecasts like uh, the Weather Channel and stuff that are just for us are a little more accurate. So people can keep an eye on that too. Sailflow uh, and NOAA and uh, kind of keep an eye on the weather with me. Yeah, what's that first one? Sailflow. Uh, it's called Sailflow. Yep. Like sail, uh, like sailboat. Yep, sail, like sailboat, sail flow, and you you find it online, and then you punch in Sheboygan or yep. whatever area you're from, and it'll give you, it's real accurate, it'll give you the wind instantly, and then it'll also uh, 
you can click on it every three hours and see what the predictions are and what direction and, and what velocity. So um, very accurate. And Noah, we, I kind of take team them two together and put two and two together and, and uh, come up with a plan, you know, and what the weather's going to be. And so we use them um, over a lot of customers call and they're using Weather Channel or they're using their local station or wherever they may be from. And that's not quite as accurate as the, as the late shore predictions. Gotcha. Okay. Well, when you can get out, which is most of the time, uh, what are you catching and where? Well, I'll tell you, Dan, it's been, it's been a fun bite lately. It, uh, the water's still cool with all this west and south winds, which is good for us, and there's a lot of bait fish around, but a couple of my boats split off this last few days. Um, half of them went north, and they fished um, like that 40 to 60 feet of water between North Point all the way to the Whistling Straits Golf Course, and a good spot's been like right off the Pigeon River, uh, 40 to 50 out to maybe 60 foot, so if you're if you're cruising, you know, in, in town and you, you look over the bluff out northeast of town and you see boats there, chances are I have a few of them there. And we're catching kings there, some nice-sized kings. Not a big numbers of fish, but, I mean, you can go out and catch five or ten of them in a trip. And if you do, you got a cooler full because yeah. um, they're big and they, they run good size. And, and the other uh, option has been uh, south of town. We've been fishing south of the power plant all the way past by Polar Andrews State Park into the Oosburg area, but starting at the power plant, so not a real far run, and catching everything there. We've been catching a few kings there, um, a lot of colos, rainbows, and lapers, so numbers have been better to the south. Um, a lot of catches of 15, 18, 20 fish a half day or more at times, and some limits um, south of town. Out deeper, 100 foot of water to about 160 has been good for them fish. Um, and then if you want some bigger ones um, to the north. So a couple nice options, Dan. Um, and if we have people here two, three days, we do one of each, you know, so it's kind of nice to do the two-day or three-day package because we can we can try different areas for people. But uh, the mic's been good. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, I post every day now as many pictures as I can and when time allows um, to get some reports up. Um, and then also uh, dumperdan.com on the on the uh, internet, but best way to get a hold of me, Dan, is 920-377-1147. My cell directly to me, Dumper Dan, and I can answer your questions and and get you in the books here, but I highly recommend looking at August and September. I think the later part of the year is going to be unbelievable for some really good salmon and trout fishing here, and we do have openings. All right. Well, and your second sponsor this week is Rupp's Downtown. What can you tell us about them? We send a lot of people uh, downtown to Rupps, and like a lot of the local yokels know around here, that's probably one of the best steakhouses in the area. Um, they do a great job, great bar, great food, great salad bar, surf and turf, um, just a real quality meal at Rupps downtown, 8th Street, Sheboygan. Uh, from my place, it's about eh, six or seven blocks, so a little far to walk, but an easy drive right over the 8th Street Bridge, uh, right up the 8th Street, built to Rupps. Um, on 8th Street, so definitely check that out. Uh, great food, just a good quality place to get a nice dinner. And I see on their Facebook page they've got a variety of fish fry selections, not just cod. They've got perch, cod, whitefish, walleye, Cajun catfish, deep-fried lobster. Oh, boy. <laughs> Friday night. Sounds, sounds like a place to go. I'm getting hungry. All right. Well, Dan, thanks so much. Uh, we'll send folks to your sites and to Rupp's as well, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. You got it. We'll have a report for you. So thanks a lot, Dan. Take care. You bet. Dumper Dan Welch with the Sheboygan Area Lake Michigan Fishing Report. His website, DumperDan.com, and on Facebook you can find him at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. And our second sponsor this week is Rupp's Downtown Steakhouse on 8th Street in Sheboygan, Rupp's Downtown on Facebook. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Huntworth Gear is high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford, and you can get it at Mills Fleet Farm and other stores 
around the country and online at huntworthgear.com. And joining us now from Brainerd, Minnesota, is Huntworth Pro Staffer Bernie Berenger. He was on the show last fall, and uh, we're talking to him again now. His website is bucksbullsbears.com, and he has some interesting posts there. He updates, uh, uh, I guess you'd call it a blog post, uh, every month. So, Bernie, thanks for joining us again. Thank you for the opportunity. It's good to talk to you, Dan. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I love talking with you because, boy, I don't know anybody who does more bow hunting than you, except some of these young bucks who I don't think they ever sleep. I don't know. I, they're posting all the time. Uh, but, uh, you know, we talked last fall, and, and gosh, bow season is just two months away now, and hunters are thinking about deer. And your recent post for June uh, was entitled, uh, Do These Five Things This Summer? And uh, to help you shoot a buck this fall, so I I think it'd be a good idea to go through those. What uh, what are those five things you should be doing? Well, the the first one is I like to go out and uh, check on my tree stand locations and uh, trim some shooting lanes and so forth, and do some of this work while the uh, scent isn't going to matter to them. You know, your ground scent going out and you're sweating while you're cutting shooting lanes and stuff like that. Any type of that. A type of thing that a guy can do um, when you're not going to disturb the deer uh, right before your hunting makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know it's a good opportunity to just go out and check on those things in the summer. And and uh, another thing is you know you, you can improve the bedding areas for deer. If you can figure out where the deer like to bed, um, you can actually go out and just improve them by. Uh, Doing some work with uh, actual beds themselves, and and maybe even uh, if you're on private property, you might be able to cut some brush and stuff like that for the areas. You know, bears are like a uh, a big white-tailed deer. It's like a big old bass that likes to lay up against a log or something like that. Yeah. You know, a, a buckle bed like that. If you can make a brush pile and clean out an area, they don't like to lay on sticks and stuff. But you can actually control where they where they bed to a degree. In fact, I've got a photo on this blog post where I created a deer bed up against the fallen log and uh, I put a trail camera on it and the uh, velvet buck just flopped down and laid right down right where I made the bed for him. So yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, I control I, basically I, where they're where they're bedding. I'm looking at that photo now and I thought, how the heck did you do that? So you can actually um in a sense Invite them to to uh you know you, it's like putting a mint on the pillow I guess you create a nice bedding area and and they actually go and use it and they do use it and then you you know it's, you know where they're bedding if you know where they're bedding shoot yeah you got a better chance of shooting them because uh, if you figure out where they're feeding and where they're bedding then you're uh, you know you're in the in the chips for sure especially in the early season yeah and speaking of when they're where they're feeding um you can plant food plots and you can even plant food plots on public land most people don't know this you probably can't disturb the ground but you can do like a, what I call a throw and grow food plot where you can take turnip seeds and things like that and uh, just rake on an area and throw them out there and they'll grow the next rain will get them germinating and, and uh, you know you can plant areas where these deer will uh, um, you know, I like to plant them right along the edges of the fields where they're already feeding, but they won't go out until dark. And uh, you can throw a bunch of turnip seeds in there and uh, put a stand over it. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a long shot at times, but I've seen it work where these deer will hang up before they enter the main part of the field, and uh, you've got a really good chance of, of holding them there a little bit longer while you can get a shot. Uh-huh. And uh, another thing is keep those scouting cameras going all summer. I like to, I mean, for me, scouting cameras are more like a sport than anything else. They're, yeah. they're kind of a sport to themselves, you yeah. know. Yep. And uh, I like observing the deer and, and seeing what their patterns are and how their velvet antlers are growing and seeing the fawns grow and stuff like that. Just I'm kind of taking an inventory all the time and seeing what deer are around and I've got covert scouting cameras in the woods. I don't know. I probably have six of them out right now. And, um, you know, they've got new cell phone cameras that I don't have any working right now. I wait till fall because my, my phone just lights up with texts from deer and 
I don't, it gets tiring in the summer, but uh, um, I do have lots of cameras out. So and you can learn a lot about deer behavior, and it's more about not so much about hunting them in the summer, but just getting to know the deer more. The more you know about deer, the better hunter you are, and even you know just the biology of them. So yeah, that's a, that's another important thing. And then uh, I like to get out in the evenings, uh, starting about the end of July, and with a spotting scope and just start glassing the fields where the bucks are starting to move out into the hay fields and soybeans and so forth. And um, just enjoy watching them and trying to figure out what where they come out when the wind direction's a certain way and things like that. They'll bed different areas based on the prevailing wind and so forth. So, you know, those are the five things that are very, uh, just things you can do in the summer and they just help your odds and keep you thinking about deer hunting all year round. Yeah, uh, all good advice. And, uh, you know, your last comment about seeing bucks come out into alfalfa and other, uh, you know, ag fields, uh, boy, uh, when we shoot video for our annual deer hunt show, uh, my camera guy sometimes will find uh, one of those fields and he'll get permission and he'll, you know, basically park on the road or just work in a little bit from, you know, from the edge so he's not um, he's not out in the open and he's not right on the shoulder of the road. And he's got some great video of uh, often, well, you, you know probably better than I, uh, bachelor groups uh, hang together in the summer and he'll often have three or four you know, eight, ten-pointers out there at one time. It's really spectacular. Yeah, and, you know, you can learn a lot about them, too, because it's interesting. You'll have a northwest wind one day, and they'll come out of the out of the woods into the field in one spot. And then the next day you have a southwest wind, and they come out a different spot. And if you start to analyze that, there's little subtle things like that that just help you become a better hunter. Yep. Wonderful. Well, listen, uh, you are a pro uh, staffer for Huntworth Gear, and uh, I know, you know, I, I wear it myself, and I know you you like some of their clothing, don't you? I love their clothing, actually. In fact, uh, I love the way it fits, and, you know, it's a pretty generous cut for a little a guy that likes the uh, Mountain Dew, you know, like I do. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Um, but I, I, I love the way it fits, and, and I like the patterns. The disruption pattern is really good for deer, and I've started using this tarnin pattern more and more for bears, and I really like it because it's got some good vertical and horizontal elements that it's got more green in it for the spring and fall bear hunts. And, yep. Um, so I've, I've used, started using it last year and uh, shot a bear in Wyoming last fall with it, and then this spring um, I shot a bear in Idaho and then Maine, both with using this tartan and I just more the more I use it the more I like it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I I've worn it myself. Um, I like it for turkey hunting. It didn't do me any good this spring because I had a miserable turkey season. But uh, uh, it's good stuff, and uh, folks can get it and learn about it online at huntworthgear.com. Uh, and also uh, at, at a lot of stores. I know Mills Fleet Farm here in uh, Wisconsin carries it. I don't know what stores do there in Minnesota. Yeah, it's pretty much any of the farm stores that will have it. You know, it's more uh, um, rather than a Cabela's or something like that. It's it's more in uh, like the farm and fleet type stores. Yep, yep. And they call it high tech camel wear at a price you can afford. Uh, that's kind of a hint that it's a working man's camel, but it's a working man's camel that actually works and will hold up. Yeah. The, the quality and the, it's just really well thought out the way the pieces are designed and, you know, where the pockets are and the reinforcement stuff. And it's, it's sort of like the high end Kuyu or Sitka or something like that for, for a working guy's price. Yep. All right. Well, Bernie, I'm sure you're going to be wearing it this fall. Um, you got some exciting hunts coming up. I do. I'm actually going to be uh, deer hunting in Wisconsin, bow hunting, uh, in probably early October. Our season here in Minnesota starts the middle of uh, September for whitetails, and I'll be guiding bears and hunting bears. My wife threw a bear tag this year, which will be fun. Good. And uh, so I'll be guiding bears in northern Minnesota uh, starting the 1st of September. And, and then uh, I didn't draw an Iowa tag this year. I was really surprised to draw Iowa with three points for bow hunting. So I'll probably do a uh, over-the-counter state for a rut hunt, like uh, maybe Missouri or North Dakota, Nebraska, something like that. So i got plenty of bow hunting lined up. 
All right. Well, good luck to you on those hunts. And uh, you gave away your secret for keeping awake with the, the Mountain Dew comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had bad stuff, but uh, oh, it's my only vice. That's what I, that's what I like to well, say. Well, if you only got one, I suppose that's okay. But uh, anyway, <laughs> listen, uh, great to talk to you as always. You have a great fall, and I'm sure we'll catch up again. All right. I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Bernie Berenger, pro staffer for Huntworth Gear, his website, and do check it out, BucksBullsBears.com, and you can uh, subscribe to his monthly podcast or uh, uh, post there, and uh, he's got videos. He's got all kinds of interesting information. This was brought to you by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford, as we have said. Their website is HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camel pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. And joining me now is Bob Martini. He's president of Oneida County Lakes and Rivers, and he's been on the show before to talk about uh, issues that... uh, deal with northern lakes and uh, bob thanks again for joining us thanks for the coverage appreciate it yeah now i understand you and several other counties are holding a virtual meeting of lake group leaders on july 16th to discuss a variety of issues related to lake quality and protection uh first of all is this open to the public yes the public is encouraged anyone who's a lake user and uh or lake lover and basically that includes everyone who pays property taxes in northern Wisconsin as a lake user. <laughs> so they all should be interested in these topics. Okay. Go to our web and get an invitation to the Zoom link. Yeah, and the website is oclra.org, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, what counties uh, besides Oneida are involved? Oneida, Vilas, Forest, Iron, Lincoln, and Lang Laid, and... Uh, this is also a, a kind of a, it's a, kind of coincides with the lake region in the north. Uh, this region has the third most concentrated um, lake region in the in the world. It's not the largest lakes, but third in number of lakes per square mile. So it's it's very uh, significant. Oneida County, for instance, has at 1,129 lakes. Vilas County has 1,300 lakes. So it covers a lot of shorefront property owners and a lot of lake systems that people who will never own property are quite interested in. Uh huh. Yeah, and I, I know you've got a lot of water up there. <laughs> I've spent a lot of yeah, time in, right. in those counties. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of threatened now, too. Uh, Ten years ago, the legislature drastically overhauled the shoreline zoning process and basically took the uh, local control away from the counties. The counties had been uh, doing a pretty good job of, of, of 
passing shoreline protection ordinances and enforcing them. But the the statewide legislation took that away and reduced the uh, protection dramatically. So one of the reasons we hold this conference every year with these six counties is that we are emphasizing voluntary protection of lakes because the regulatory protection pretty much was gutted 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's all we have left is voluntary protection. And, and, of course, that depends on education and depends on uh, building on people's, you know, basic innate uh, decency and interest in protecting the resource. Uh-huh. Okay. So what issues will you be discussing? Well, quite a wide, a wide variety. Uh, in, in keeping with that voluntary theme, there are two topics uh, being discussed that explain to landowners and lake associations how they themselves can uh, use the extensive data that's out there on lakes to help uh, analyze the problems in their watershed and then address them. So, for instance, there's, a, there's probably 50 data sets on lakes, and the, and the average citizen doesn't really have to contract with a consultant to find this information. It's readily available to the public. And from that data, you can determine what your biggest problems are in your watershed and then determine which individual parcels are causing those problems and then uh, deal directly with landowners to try to take care of the problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, We found that most most people want to protect lakes. They just don't know what to do or they don't know that their lake uh, property itself is part of the problem. Uh What are some of the major issues that that you'll be discussing, uh, the problems that, that come up? Well, one of them uh, isn't related to land use. It's the wake boat issue with uh, tremendous amounts of wave action. And, and not only wake boats, but the overall increase in the number of boats and overuse of some lake systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Eagleson from Wisconsin Lakes will be discussing, you know, what is the carrying capacity of a lake? How many boats can you have before everybody's experience is, is impacted? Yeah. Another one will be uh, fish hatcheries by the tribal nations. The tribal nations are reaching out to a whole bunch of groups to try to use their hatchery capacity to help out in some cases, uh, lakes that, that can't get on the state uh, stocking schedule. Another one is clear cutting to the water. There's a whole bunch of counties in northern Wisconsin that are allowing clear cutting to the water, especially oh. in Oneida County. Wow. And uh, this is contrary to the state law and the administrative code, but it's going on right now. And um, so we're trying to change the ordinance in Oneida County to prevent that. Um, there's a whole bunch of lake stewardship programs, uh, that, especially one from Gull Lake Chain in Minnesota that's been very successful, and that person is going to try to describe how people can implement what they learned over in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, a lot to cover. And this is a morning uh, program, right? Yes, 9 to 12, and then uh, after 12 o'clock, there will be individual county uh, lake association meetings for each county. Okay. And how, yeah, yeah, and how can people, um, so they go to your website, and then what, there's a Zoom link there, or how does this work? Yes, that's right. There'll be a Zoom link there. And uh, Vilas County has one also, so if you're, if you're in Vilas County and prefer to go there, go to the Vilas County Lakes and Rivers Association website. Okay. ECLR. Okay. So anything else you want to tell listeners um, who, who might be either living on or using northern lakes um, throughout the summer? I think lakes are important to everyone in northern Wisconsin. The base of, of the tourism industry, it's got a lot of uh, recreational impacts. Um, there's, a, there's just a culture of lake appreciation in the north. And as I said before, you can't depend on DNR or the county zoning anymore. Uh, the individual citizens who own lake property have to do their part to protect the lake. And the people who use lakes, uh, people who don't even think about lakes, are affected by lakes because 75% of the assessed value in Oneida County comes from shorelines. Mm. So anybody who pays taxes in Oneida County is really directly related to the quality of those lakes because when lake quality declines, property value declines. University of Wisconsin studies have shown it can decline as much as uh, $30,000 per parcel if water quality or invasives uh, occur in a lake. 
Mm-hmm. So anyone uh, who lives in northern Wisconsin is directly related to the to the uh, quality of the lakes. Okay. Well, once again, uh, the date and the time and how to sign up. Uh, July 16th, that's a Friday, 9 to 12. And if you're interested, just go to the United County Lakes and Rivers website, oclra.org, and get a Zoom link. All right. And people can participate just by... Uh, is there interaction uh, possible to? Yes, they, yeah. there's a uh, in each one of these presentations, and there's about eight of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a chat room where people can type in their questions, and then we'll get back to them with individual answers on uh, on the various questions. Excellent. All right. Well, Bob, I hope you have a good turnout, a virtual turnout for this meeting, and uh, thanks for sharing the the information. And yeah, I agree. Uh, lakes are critical to. Uh, our, you know, healthy ecosystem and, uh, and a healthy way of life. And, uh, we gotta do yeah, something. Yeah, part that, of our culture up there too. Uh, the yeah. whole state of Wisconsin. I mean, people from southern Wisconsin go up north. Yep. For all the reasons I just mentioned. And it's part of our culture. Yep. And a lot of them are heading up there this weekend for sure. And, uh, they're Boy, prob- sure. probably already <laughs> there. All right. Well, thanks so much, Bob. Thank you for helping us turn out people. You bet. Bob Martini is the president of the Oneida County Lakes and Rivers Association, OCLRA.org. And to learn more about this virtual meeting on July 16th or to participate, go to that website, OCLRA.org, and you can sign up. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident and need help, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business if you need their help. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. You can check out their website or Facebook page for updates and details, and they've got your new used boat in stock, plus all the boating accessories you might need this summer. Stop in and visit them today. We're also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. 
RemyBattery.com, and by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford at HuntworthGear.com. If you missed an episode of Outdoor Wisconsin, our TV show, you can watch any show from the past several seasons at MilwaukeePBS.org. And if you happen to miss Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2020, you can still watch it on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. If you missed anything on today's radio show, you can go online and uh, listen again, or you can listen to past shows as well. Go to lake-link.com, go to the Outdoor Radio page, you can download it and uh, take us with you wherever you go. In fact, you could go into the barn and join Dan. Uh, I know you're not in the barn, Dan, but you must have a window open or something, because every now and then, I know the audience can hear either a goat or a rooster in the background. <laughs> you nailed it, yeah. We've got some wandering roosters, uh, and I recognize them by their call. Uh, in fact, I wrote about it for the current outdoor news, um, a story about one rooster that got away and uh, what happened to him. I won't give it away. And our buck goats are just outside my window, which is open, and they let us know. Uh, one of them just talks all the time. Uh, he, he, kids, his name, you know, kids. Yeah, 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 kids, yeah, literally. Yeah, his name is McQuarrie, and we call him Mac, and um, anyway, he's uh, he's talkative. Um, we talked with Bernie Berenger and forgot to, I forgot to mention when, um, actually he told me after we were done talking, uh, recording it, he has a YouTube, uh, recent YouTube video post, uh, with the Huntworth Tarnan camouflage and why it's such a great camel for bear hunting. He mentioned that in the interview, but if you want to check out that, uh, look, just go to YouTube and Google Huntworth Gear Bernie Behringer. You should be able to find it. Jeff, I don't know if you saw this, but the Minnesota State Senate rejected a bill that would have banned all new whitetail deer farms in the state. They're trying to reduce the spread of CWD. Um, it was on the Outdoor News Facebook page uh, just recently. Um, that's, uh, I don't know that you'll ever, see, I don't think it'll pass. Uh, I don't think you'll ever see that in Wisconsin, but uh, yeah, people I- think that's the way to do it. They they do, and uh, I know it's been proposed before. It just doesn't get very far in most any state that uh, that it gets proposed. Yeah. And, folks, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, Roger Vanderlock of uh, Manitowoc sent us the info on the New Statter Nature Center at Collins Marsh. They're holding an open house on Sunday from noon to 4, and they've got uh, butterfly exhibits, a purple martin house, a pollinator garden, um, a hibernaculum, which is where snakes spend the winter, an observation tower, osprey nest with three babies, and 4,200-acre uh, state wildlife area you can wander around in. It's 20 minutes west of Manitowoc on County Road JJ. They've also got canoe rentals to uh, get out there in Collins Marsh and hiking trails, and lots of stuff to explore. And if you visit a state park or natural area this summer, don't be surprised. Uh, the young fawns are out there running around. And remember to leave them alone. They are pretty mobile by now. Um, most of them have been dropped by now. But <clears throat> if you find one alone, it's likely not abandoned. But if you want to know what to do, if you find one that... that uh, uh, you see for a day or so and no mom around, uh, check out the DNR website, and the keywords are Keep Wildlife Wild. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. He's going to be uh, uh, performing at Big Top Chautauqua, and if you want to know uh, when that's happening, uh, go to bigtent.org. And check that out. As I mentioned, I think last week, John, my son John, is running the live stream feed. We watched Garrison Keeler last week, which is kind of cool. Well, I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Jeff, safe travels to all your attorneys, uh, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Sounds good, Dan. Thank you. And, folks, get outside this weekend. Join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. And that's Mac. You can hear nickering in the background. (laughs) You've been listening to Outdoors Radio your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by Lake Link, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Lazy Ike is just 
too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey, 